Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. It's time to talk about investing with exchange-traded funds. Welcome to the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, Chief Executive Officer at ETFTrends.com. Tom, it's great to chat with you again. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is... The Spider S&P Oil and Gas Exploration and Production ETF, ticker symbol XOP. XOP, the Spider S&P Oil and Gas Exploration and Production ETF. And, well, let's face it, the energy sector has been one of the hot areas. But I know it's also been an area that has spawned a lot of disagreement. And I know this because I've had guests on my show where some of them are like, yes, go hard to energy and oil production. And some are, nope, it's topped out. Get away from it. So why this fund now? So a couple things. Chuck, you're absolutely right. There's a big debate out there. The bottom line is uh, when you look at the charts, charts don't lie. The price of oil and the price that you're paying at the pump continues to be more and more. The big question is what's going to happen in the future? With the tension that we've got over in Ukraine and Russia and the fact that Russia produces 10% of the global oil supply, it is going to affect the supply chain, especially over in Europe. Here in the U.S., we've done an okay job of being able to produce our own oil, but many debate that the current administration with their green initiative has kind of stomped down on more drilling within uh, the 50 states. And also the Keystone Pipeline that many had looked forward to grabbing oil from oil-rich Canada has been put on hold as well. So a lot out there to discuss. And as we enter the summer months and people are excited to get out and hit the road, they're going to be putting more gas in the tank as well, which may increase the price of gas and increase the price of oil. So with that being said, especially since the S&P 500 today does not have a huge allocation towards energy where it did 10 years ago, make up of almost 17% of the S&P 500, it makes a lot of sense that if you want to hedge against higher energy prices and you want to look at areas that are in uptrends, as you and I talk about all the time, XOP is one of those ETFs to consider. But this is also an ETF that, well, it's up about 27.5% for the last three months. It's up about 35, 36% for the last 12 months. As much as you've had that kind of buoyancy, there's a lot of worry that if we wind up seeing resolution in Ukraine, oil prices will fall precipitously once we know that the worst is over. With that as a backdrop, does that put this on a 200-day moving average? Does it put it on a shorter-term moving average? How do you respond to the fact that this is 
an ETF with that upcoming news point that we can foresee, but we can't actually know when it's going to happen. Chuck, I I take the other side of that argument. The whole idea about likely having another big turn in it, that may happen. But recently, we saw crude cross over $130 a barrel and Brent hit $139. Right now, crude's at $97 as we record this. So it's come down dramatically, probably with the idea that many feel that there might be some type of resolution. But having oil under $100 a barrel right now isn't too extravagant based on everything that we went through, based on the fact that there is more demand than there is supply, even when you factor in Russia coming back online. And even if it was the the tension in Russia and Ukraine was resolved, I think there are a lot of special partners in Europe that may not want to go back to Russia for energy down the road. They're going to have trouble continuing to export that to friendly nations of the U.S. So this may be a buying opportunity. Regardless, whatever happens, it isn't an uptrend right now, number one. Number two, it has pulled back fairly dramatically. And these mostly U.S. companies that are in the oil and gas exploration and production business are probably companies that, from a valuation standpoint, look pretty good. They're probably going to continue to do well throughout the summer as gas prices will probably be fairly high as people hit the road again and may be less likely to jump on planes and go overseas. And then finally, you know, as we get older, those months click by pretty quick. And as we get into the fall again, after a pretty hot summer, we may see an extended period of time where commodity prices in general remain high. And if you feel that that's the case, regardless, consider an ETF like this, consider using the 200-day average, consider some allocation to commodities, because even though you think you have it, if you're allocated to high correlated ETFs and mutual funds of the S&P 500, you don't have a proper allocation. Mind you, Tom, I wasn't questioning the role that this fund could play. It's the 200-day moving average that I guess I'm interested in because with the hotter news in this investment area, you still want to stick with that longer term average as opposed to making it something that's a little more reactive. Yeah, absolutely. But again, pointing out that we just had this downtrend kick in, we're above the average, but we're not as far as we as we were before. Right now, it's about 20% above the average. So Look, you have to go into it if you're following the trend line and you're buying at this point. There could be a precipitous decline very quickly and you could lose 20% before you get that exit. My guess is the current price and the moving average might converge over time. I can't see oil prices in the next three to six months going back to under 65 bucks a barrel, but who knows? It's just something to consider. The point is, The average allocation, if you're diversified in ETFs and diversified in mutual funds, is you don't have much of a commodity exposure right now, and it may make sense. And where does this money come from in your portfolio? And how big an allocation are you willing to commit to it? I think it would be coming from an S&P allocation or if you've got money on the sidelines. The big thing is, are you paying attention to the portfolio? Are you using a tactical trading strategy? Or... Are you saying, look, in the past, 
energy in general has been a big part of the major market indexes, and it isn't now, but I believe it will be an important sector to be in for an extended period of time. You could just augment your current buy and hold allocation with an ETF like XOP, and that will put you in good stead. It's the spider S&P oil and gas exploration and production ETF. The XOP, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon at ETFtrends.com. Tom, great chatting with you. Look forward to next week already. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast on your favorite podcast app or by going to MoneyLifeShow.com. To learn all about investing with exchange-traded funds from what's trending and what's new to what's changing and much more, check out ETFtrends.com. The site is on Twitter at ETFtrends. And Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest, well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. We hope you will follow along and get us regularly. And if you've got time to leave us a review, we'd love to have that too because they really do help. But until next week when we do this again... Happy investing, everybody. Mm-hmm.